Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. And then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond. Because it's no holds barred. Will you back down, turn and run? Or stand up with the best? No holes barred, yeah. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, of any year, really. September? Do, do you not, well, not necessarily September, but our subject yeah. matter tonight is oh. pure heaven, I think. His bumps will be coming and power bumps humming. And Pete Lothario will die. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to say I have been looking forward to this, but like I wasn't looking forward to, you know, the Iron Man match. And then we watched it. Right. And, then, you know, yeah, whatever. Whatever. I, I wasn't really looking forward to watching Bread and Diesel again. Not that I don't enjoy it. I think it's a great match. I've seen it but, a million times. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I have not watched these that much. Mm. Yeah, the Survivor Series one I've seen, uh, the Rumble one, definitely not a lot. So I was looking forward to as well to see them back to back, which that's something you've probably never done. Like, you've no. probably seen them in the context of watching the full pay-per-view, but I can guarantee you, like, we've, neither of us has probably sat and watched these two particular matches in a row to see how the story goes between the two of them. I don't think I've sat down to I think I've sat down to watch the Royal Rumble one maybe twice in my life. Like right. the first time I saw it and when I was doing the year that was. Because when you're watching the ninety seven Rumble, you just shut it off after the Rumble usually. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, all right, I've got I got what I needed out of this. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like watching the Story Series ninety six one had a little extra oomph on it for me too, because on wrestling war zone, Chad and I are kind of rumbling toward this time period. Now we're in October of 96. So we're a month out. So we, you know, we had just covered buried alive recently and the follow-up to that heading into survivor series. So we're really seeing the Sid push play out right? and the end of Michael's reign. And also on extreme three-way dance, we're in 97. Uh, but that was a big weekend in wrestling. Like that Friday night, was November to remember, or I'm sorry, the Saturday night, I think it was November to remember. Um, they had the Hall of Fame that weekend for WF, and then uh, they had an ECW taping, plus Survivor Series. Like, it's a really infamous weekend in wrestling history. So watching the ECW side of it, too, um, mm. and, you know, kind of how that plays actually into this evening uh, was neat. So I, I've been around this area quite a bit, so I was excited to kind of watch something from it. I'm actually very curious to see what you're going to say about the build to the Survivor Series because I remember it somewhat, but you guys, mm-hmm. last episode I heard of you guys was the Buried Alive, where you're talking about him beating Vader. So I'm I'm kind of curious to see how they how they built from there to this match. Yeah, and I mean they're gonna to have to microwave him a bit for sure because he wasn't doing a ton, like he wasn't jobbing or anything, but he wasn't exactly being pushed to the moon. And that win at Buried Alive definitely felt out of nowhere. 
I remember at the time being completely shocked as a kid. Like I didn't, I didn't think Sid was going to win that at all. This Sean Vader rematch seemed like the most obvious thing in the world. So when they lined that up, it was like, Oh, okay. So yeah, it's, it'll be curious to see how they get Sid to that point uh, of this show. Like, is it believable that he could win? I, I just, for anybody who's just, we're, we're, we're watching the Shawn Michaels and Sid world title matches. Cause mm-hmm. we're ranking all of the, just cause we haven't mentioned it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's like we're recording TNA never dies and we're just like into it already. Just starting it. Yeah. We've been ranking the, um, on, on the off, uh, no holds bar drops, uh, twice a month. Mm-hmm. And once a month we rank every WWF world title change in history. Uh, do you want to run down the categories we use to do that? Uh, not particularly. I think everyone can figure it out now. So we do uh, <laughs> the following. Each is based out of 10 points. So you you have a, a rating. I have a rating in each of these categories. And then we net them all out. Uh, so uh, match quality, significance, the moment itself. So like that's like the actual kind of you know finish and, and how it feels with the title change. The mm-hmm. build to the match. And then the aftermath, which is really kind of how... They, you know, utilize this. Did the title change mean something? Did they use the champion well? Did it lead to some sort of significant angle or, cli- you know, climate change within the company? Uh, is there a big reason for it? So each of ours total 50, add those up, it's out of 100. And then we stack rank them against all the peers. So just for comparison's sake, our number one match right now is Hulk Hogan versus the Iron Sheik uh, from no. 1983. Uh, no, I'm sorry, no longer. That's number one. Oh, that's Rumble. right. It's uh, the Rumble, 92 Rumble. It just edged it out. So that's at 78 out of 100. So that's the benchmark right now. We can't escape the Royal Rumble, you and I. 92 Rumble dominates yeah. our lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, so we are starting with Shawn Michaels versus Psycho Sid from the 1996 Survivor Series. November 17th, 1996, Madison Square Garden in Manhattan, New York City. Vince and it's going to be... Jerry the King Ball, Jim Ross on the call. It's going to be really hard for me to be unbiased here. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. Um, now, did you watch the pre-match uh, promo with Sid? Uh, I don't think I did, actually. Oh, it's great. He's, he's backstage with Doc Hendricks, and um, he's got his hat on backwards, which I, I love because it doesn't fit on his head. And he, he's talking about de- – um, Doc is like, you're talking about destiny, and maybe you'll snap. And – Sid starts the promo the way he starts every promo. He goes, see, Doc. I love, I've never heard anybody else start a promo with the word see. Like, and he goes, you say snap. I say survive. Yeah, tonight I will do anything it takes. And he does that bit where he, yeah, he's growling through his teeth, like the snarling. Now, I was never as afraid for Doc's safety in this promo as I was for Gene Okerlund. At WrestleMania 8. <laughs> yes. You bald had a little oaf. Now you, Hogan. <laughs> uh, so, Sean's reign, on the other hand, is a bit on fumes by this point. And on the last episode, that we did this, we talked about the kicking off. Uh, but he definitely needed a fresh opponent. Uh, mm-hmm. His reign had some great moments, but not quite treated like the uh, champion you think. And, and it, we're not going to get into that again. We covered it quite a bit, honestly. Um, on the last episode, we talked about the follow-up. So right. I thought it was a good idea uh, to do this because despite thinking Vader was the obvious choice, this gave us a fresh matchup, a new perspective where they were buddies, two faces, but a maniacal challenger that, like you just said, is willing to do anything, <laughs> and anything. it takes to win. Yeah. And we've seen Sid, right? 
turned on Sean before, just a year earlier, when he powerbombed him five times or whatever <laughs> Raw. So uh, it's not unprecedented that this man will destroy his friend uh, for the, his own gain. <laughs> I never got uh, the, the crowd is... they were friends yeah. earlier. Like, it never occurred to me that heel Sid right. was friends with anybody. Yeah, I mean, him and... Well, yeah, it was always loose. Like, he wasn't quite his friend, but... I don't know. I, I I think Sid really cared for him because that post-match <laughs> promo at WrestleMania 11 is like an all-timer. He's so angry. He's more mad than Sean is after that match. He's like threatened to murder someone. Um, his entrance here is great. The crowd is super fired up and he's feeding well, the, off of it. You get the the bass, like the boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom backstage. And Sid just walking backstage, it looks like he's going to murder someone. Yes. He looks so upset. He's so jacked. It feels so super big time. And then he hits the crowd. Yeah. And the vibe is just cool. Like as he comes out and Jerry even notes it, he's like, Sid definitely has a fan base here. It's clear uh, (laughs) that there's already going to be at least a split crowd, if not in Sid's favor as he comes out. So he's, he's feeding off the energy. It's like a rock rock star coming down. He's Um, so good at whipping the crowd into a frenzy. Yeah. He's got pumping and, Vlad is like, who's the? He's getting Vlad to scream, "Who's the man?" in his face. Like yes. as I'm as I'm watching him come down and you know fist bumping and looking super intense, I'm thinking like, how on earth could Shawn Michaels defeat this man? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely we'll talk about the comparisons about how it's played, but it's definitely played off a certain way. Uh, Shawn's more focused than usual. I feel like when he came out with Jose Lothario. Uh, there's a loud mix of booze, some high-pitched cheers in there, yeah. and Vince and Jericho overdrive, putting putting him over. Big match feel. Um, I mentioned King before, but I think it's just Vince and JR, right? Because uh, King yeah. wrestled earlier, so yeah, it's just the two of them. Did um, you see the child uh, dressed as a little Shawn Michaels? Yes. Yep. Was it disturbing for you? No, I was just glad Sid didn't choke slam him. <laughs> now you're a child! <laughs> So into the match, Sid dominates early. A lot of heavy strikes, which Vince calls out. He's like, you can feel Sid's confidence. And Sean is being worn out. And what I was kind of hinting at a minute ago is I, I just yeah. get a very Rocky three vibe from all this. Mm-hmm. Where Sean has been like, not Rocky, where like, you know, Rocky took it for granted in Rocky three. Like, that's how they kind of played it off. They don't yeah. do that with Sean, but Sean feels worn out. Like, he's been doing this crazy pace since he won in April, all this media, all these matches, all these title defenses. He seems all these tired. Monsters. He he's here. fighting monsters too. Right. It is, he just mankind, feels watched. He's fighting Vader. Yep. Yeah. And and Sid just feels like Hung knows this is his chance. He's bigger. He's stronger. And like, yeah, it's still Sean, and Sean always finds a way at this point. But looking at it right out of the gate already, it just feels like. Oh man, like this is gonna be a tough road to climb. Like Sid, yeah. Sid just looks dominant. Well, and right away too, you don't get the typical Sean like dodging the shit with the big dudes. Like I found when you he's know, fighting the, and the comedy that he works in sometimes too in '96, you don't get that. Oh, like he's just getting his ass kicked like at the at the yeah. start because like when he's fighting like Diesel, he'll do the bit where like he'll duck a punch, punch, and then kind of get away. He does it with the Undertaker too, right? But Sid is just kicking him and punching him and laughing and having the time of his life beating him up. And when Sean is trying to go to toe to toe with him, uh, Vince on commentary is like, no, Sean, please, please don't do this. Like there's this fear for his life from the commentary position. Mm -hmm. And the crowd's booing his offense on the mat early. Uh, Ross Ross pushes at Lothario, trains Sean to avoid the powerbomb. We see that he scampers away when Sid goes for it. 
Uh, Sean goes to the leg, hits a chop block. He's grinding on it, gets a figure four, which I thought was a good strategy yeah. um, to, to try and take Sid down. Sid uses his power. He takes over with methodical offense. I like this little early tease that you would think nothing of at the moment. Uh, as he's clubbing and kicking away at Sean, he swats away a cameraman. Uh, yeah. But you almost see like the seed planted in his head, of the <laughs> cameraman being there. And maybe, you know, when it comes into play later, like, was that part of it? Oh, I, yeah, I love it. It's, it. That's how great a performer he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also how great a performer Sean is because he's getting booed out of the building. And I love that he just leans into it. Right. He leans into it and he starts healing it up. He starts giving those little looks to the crowd. I think there's, it's a really interesting shift from Sean here. Uh, at one point, they're outside the ring, and I hear someone going, take your time, take your right. time. And I'm like, who is that? And it's fucking Jose. I don't think I'd ever heard him speak until this moment. <laughs> he's he's uh, given that advice that he's known for out there, for sure. Uh, special uh, special mention, too, for Sid's uh, selling in the figure four, mm-hmm. where he just grabs the side of his head and screams like, ah! I, it's so absurd. And I almost I almost feel bad for Sean getting booed here because, you know, as much as like his run might have not have been the all time best or whatever, right. he's worked hard in this run and had great matches, but he's just run up against this tidal wave that there's he had no chance with this crowd. No, no, it was just none like they, they were rabid. They wanted Sid. Sid was cool. He was badass. Like it just is what it is. Um at this moment, maybe somewhere else it clicks, but on this night in this town with the way Sid had been built and the way Sean's run was on fumes, just, he didn't have a chance. Um, no. Outside Sid throws Sean across the barricade. Again, he's getting cheered. He's dapping the fans up. Just, just it felt like a party. <laughs> yeah. A Sid, a Sid party. Uh, he pummels him with hard kicks, just beating him to dust. Sean he's finds screaming. openings. He's screaming oh, yeah. before every kick, ah! before every kick also. I, I feel like as this match goes on, it feels like Sid is like throwing a perfect game it, where like everything is working for him. Every pitch is hitting, you know, like just everything is on. He's just, he's just in the zone in this whole match. Like nothing misses, nothing's off. No. And, and it, I, I think when you look at his career, it's probably an anomaly match, right? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think it's a sign that this is like some immaculate run of his or something, but for whatever reason on this night, it just all went right for him. Everything clicked. And I mean, I think there's a good argument to make and we could talk about it later, I guess that it could be his best match ever uh, from a singles point of view anyway. For sure. So he's late. I mean, yeah, yeah. I can't think of much else against it. I mean, international incidents probably better, but again, that's a, not a single, yeah. even that's questionable. Right. Um, but, like great. Even a mo- yeah. Good. I was going to say, even a moment as simple as like Michael skinning the cat, and then Sid's just there with a massive clothesline over the yep. rope. And when he does that, the roar is deafening. Like, it's a guttural, mm-hmm. like, yes, from the men in the audience, which I, I love. Yeah, and there's another great spot, too, where he catches a cr- high cross body and just busts Sean with a backbreaker. Oh, yes. And the, and the crowd just, you know, cheers him and he soaks it in. Uh, he's holding Sean on the cross body, just, like, soaks in the cheers and then crushes him with the backbreaker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sid just slugs away. Sean's wobbly. JR wonders, this is rope-a-dope. And right on cue, Sean comes back. The crowd is pretty much fully against him now. But Sid yeah. maintains control. Um, Sean counters a choke slam. Sid blocks switch in music and then hits the choke slam. The that gets a massive. Yeah, yeah, one arm. The atmosphere is like insane. 
Yeah, it's that beautiful one-arm chokeslam, too, that Sid was so great at. There's also this other really fun moment where, like, Michaels jumps off the top rope and, like, Sid puts his boot up. But he sells it by flipping – Michaels, like, flips directly onto his head. Yes. And kind of, like, hangs there for, like, a second. I don't even know how he did it. That's an infamous picture on the internet if you see it. Um, I see that one pop up still time yeah. to time on Twitter, which I'm just up on his head. Yeah, it's quite yeah. the sell. Um, and, and, you know, I don't want to diminish Sean's work because I think his selling throughout this whole match is, like, really good. Uh, yeah. It's on point. Like, he's really, you know, he's he's believable in that he's been worn out and that Sid is just dominating him. Uh, we get a power slam for two. Everything crisp from Sid will not let Sean get any momentum. Sid stays on his feet and keeps his base at all times. He doesn't. Even, um, Sid like, doesn't even yeah. let him get the kip up. No, like, no, he murders him with a clothesline. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. And, but I, I spe- you're, you're talking about Michael's special, like little commendation for his kickouts. Yes. His kickouts here are like so right on that line. Mm-hmm. Sid grabs a camera. Jr. says he's an idiot. Yeah, uh, for doing it because you're dominating this match. What are you doing? And we referenced it earlier, right? Where he saw the cameraman and perhaps thought about this, but he turns around and uh, hits Jose Lothario. And Ross is confused. He's like, "What's he doing?" Because Jose was on the apron. Yeah, Ross is like, "It's like it's like looking down on your Mexican father." <laughs> Sean hits switch music. Uh, that gets booze. Yeah. But instead of covering, he goes outside to check on Jose. Jose is clutching his chest. That's where JR says, it's like, look at your father. Yeah. Uh, Sean goes back in the ring. We get a ref bump. So he goes back to Jose. Uh, he's a begging for help. With a cross body block. Like, it's not even yes. something, like, like uh, harmless. <laughs> he's begging for help. There's no help coming. This help never comes. Uh, Sid comes over. He smashes Sean with the camera now. And, and then, and then with, hold on. As he smashes him with the camera, did you hear what he says to him right after? No. It's it's quiet. He hits him with he smashed the camera and immediately goes, "Fuck you!" <laughs> That's awesome. Like it's so perfect. After that, shout the camera. He hits the power bomb and <laughs> wins the title to a massive pop. Slow um, count. The slow count. Yes. So I I cannot describe how many times I I think I might have written you. I watched this, I, I rewound this moment maybe like 10 times because the <laughs> shot of him winning, it's so good. Like the, the, the count is so slow and because it's so slow, there's like this wide shot and you see Vlad, but in front of Vlad, there's like a little girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. She's she's like hanging over the aisle, like with her hands outstretched, like like begging for Sean to get up. And when the ref hits- and it- you thought maybe he would, you know, given yeah, how slow that. Yeah. Of course, it was slow and it's Sean. But when it hits three, she is fucking devastated. Like, her whole body goes down. But it's countered with, like, pure joy. Like, just joy from everyone else in the audience. Mm-hmm. I, it's it, that, that, that image of the pin is so, so, so good. Like, and you hear another girl scream, get up, Sean! Like, it's, it's perfect. And so the count hits three. The bell rings and Sid puts his arms up like right to his music. Like just as right. his music starts. I, I, I It might be one of my favorite camera shots of all time. And I think it was all unintentional. And it's so chaotic. Like the chaos makes it feel like a big deal. Like Sean goes right outside. He's helping Jose with the medic. Sid stomping around over him with the bell. The finish yeah, is kind of shocking, but exciting. And like, it's just like, it just works so well. I, I don't know if it would have worked in any other arena on any other night. Like 
I just think it was the perfect storm. Sid hit the perfect game in the right stadium at the right time. You stick this in Omaha or whatever, you know, I mean, like it's just not, it's not going to get the same vibe as it did here. Just this chaotic drama. Um, the work was simple, the drama thick, the atmosphere really carried the load on top of Sid's back. I thought Sid's presence was amazing. He carried himself like a star. I, I felt the Rocky vibes all through this. Like it just stood out to me. Like Sid was pure clubber laying here, right down to Jose, you know, hit me, him uh, killing Mickey. Um, like that's what it felt like, right? Just all stood out. Uh, an all-time MSG moment. Uh, and it also does tie back, I mentioned earlier, November to Remember, the main event of that show featured Tommy Dreamer using a camera to hit yeah. Brian Lee in the head uh, to end that match. So many believe that this was lifted. Someone saw that or was there in Philly, um, saw that moment from a couple nights before or the night before. I think it was a Friday, Saturday. Yes, the night before, 16th. Uh, saw that finish and lifted it for this gave the idea for this that's that's the word out there so and, and probably likely it's probably too strong for coincidence uh yeah. that they both happen to feature a, a finish with the camera so um but no i think this you know it really stood out it's an all-time moment and i think the match holds up really well yeah and i don't think like i mean like look i'm probably the biggest sid mark on the planet but like i don't think he looked out of place in terms of the wrestling like I, right. there's a lot of matches where like some of his stuff looks clunky and whatnot i didn't get a lot of that here I just thought he looked no, good. No, yeah. Sean carried him, obviously. Like, I think they worked together. And, I mean, he was obviously enhanced by being in there with Sean. But, uh, but yeah, he looked like – like, if you just watched this match, I don't think you would ever have the opinion of him in ring that, you, that, that he actually holds. Right. Everything has worked. I keep saying it, but it was just – on this night, he was perfect. You know, it's – whatever. It's, it's like a veteran journeyman who – <laughs> out of nowhere, it throws a no hitter. You know, what I mean, like that's what it felt like. Just the guy who had no right. You look in the record books one one year, like twenty years later, and say, "How did this guy throw a no hitter against this team?" You know, it's like, like that's right. what it felt like. And it's like, how did Sid put this match together on this night and have it just hit so perfectly? So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. So match quality, I went eight out of ten, which uh, for me pretty much equates to what you know, four four stars, four and a quarter, somewhere in there. I think it feels right. Yeah, I'm exactly that, too. I always had this match rated at four, and eight yeah. seems fair. Um, I went a little – I went at five for significance mm-hmm. um, because I think it's the end of – I think it's the end of Sean's big reign, which is significant. But I I think it's – is this the first time a tweener character has ever been the champion? Um, I, I mean, Diesel, when he wins, I guess, is kind of a tweener, but that ends quickly. Yeah. I just feel like I mean, Sid is, I don't know. Billy Graham was a heel, but you could argue he was the tweener. He was popular, he was yeah. yeah. I just feel Sid is like, I mean, this might sound like a bit of a stretch, but I find Sid is kind of the template for what we'd eventually get with Austin. Right. Like, yeah. the idea that, like, he's a face, but he's right on that line of heel. How about Savage in, like, early 89? Maybe, but he was trans- probably the closest. Yeah, he was transitioning out, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the closest one. Him or Graham, I would say. Uh, I went four. About the same. It ends Sean's reign. And to me, it was more that it kicked off the winter of chaos in the world yes. title picture, which is a lot of fun. Even when this title goes back, as we'll talk about soon, that chaotic feeling still hangs on for a while until Taker really stabilizes things after Mania. So yeah. from here until Mania, there's like a lot of chaos on the top of the card. 
and it really kicks off with this win. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so the moment I knew I'd be below you, <laughs> so I went seven, <laughs> which I still feel is pretty high. I mean, it's a great moment. The camera, Jose dying on the floor. Uh, I probably could have went without pretty much Sean getting like a pair of visual wins. I don't know. Like, right. I guess him hitting sweet Jimmy's to the going outside makes sense, but yeah, I mean, I won't, I won't bitch too much about it. It was fine. I think I I'm a little, it doesn't bother me. The visual pins because Sean's finish is a knockout finish. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, he could, it, it, that was, that's one of the brilliant things about that character. Is it like he hits that mm-hmm. kick and you're out. That's how I always felt about Tajiri too. Like the second he kicks you, you could conceivably un- be unconscious. So I guess that's why it didn't bother me so much. Uh, look, I'm at a nine for the moment. Like as we're talking about it, I'm thinking about putting the finish on again. <laughs> like, and I watched it like right. 10 times the other night. I just think it's like, it's like you, well, it's like you keep saying it's just, it's a perfect storm. And there are so few perfect storms and put in that, that it's one of my favorite guys. Like the MSG moment is so strong. The the girl screaming while he's losing mm-hmm. the guys roaring. Ah, I love it. And Sid just Sid getting his due man needed to be a world champion. Yeah. He needed to have it at some point. Um, and it happening here on this night was like perfect timing. So it made up for all those missed, uh, it's Sid's time stuff, whether it's WCW or WWF, like how many start and stops have we had where this is going to be Sid's time to take over and be the man. And he finally gets the moment. Uh, the build, I went five. I guess we'll see if it holds up as we go through Warzone, like right. we talked about. But um, I, you know, I, I don't, nothing stands out greatly for me, but I don't think it was like bad. So I just kind of went in the middle. Like I think it's just like the friends but they kind of start bickering. They kind of save each other, but then they argue. Like, I think it was basically that for four weeks, you know? That's kind of how I thought too, but I wanted to factor in a little bit of their past. So yeah. I do think it's kind of interesting that it's it's Sean who brought Sid back in 96 right. to eventually yeah. dethrone him. So I like that. And I do like, I really do think they do a good job of, of building the story that Sean is exhausted from fighting all these monsters. Yes. So that, that's, yeah. that's why I'm just slightly, like, I, I was kind of like, ah, oh, about average, but I wanted to bump it up to a six because of that. And then aftermath, uh, I just went with a two. The rain's pretty forgettable. He gets the match with Brett at its time, which isn't much. Um, and then they build, you know, to the rumble, which we'll talk about. I, this is a rare one where we have like back to back in the feud. So the aftermath and then we cover the bills is kind of the same, I guess, uh, right. in a way, given how Sid's rain goes. Um, so yeah, I, I gave him a two. Like I didn't, it didn't feel super. They didn't do a ton with it. The moment meant more than anything else. Yeah, I went three. Um, I just, I, all the same reasons. I like that it builds to Sean in his hometown. I like mm-hmm. the chaos Sid big brings as champion. Cause he, because he's such an unstable character, I find there's something there. But I'll right. always love, too, the backstage beating of Pete Lothario. Yeah, I think I factored that more in the build uh, for next oh. match than here, I guess. Fair enough. Um. So, all right. So that gives us a total of 57, which is pretty strong. It actually ties us with Brett and Diesel. Uh, so I don't, I don't know coming in if you would have expected that, but Brett Diesel is a better match, but this definitely has more surrounding it and your overinflated grades. My overinflated. What about your overinflated grades for Brett Diesel? Um, close. Uh, well, which one do we put higher, Brett Diesel or Sean Sid? It's tied. I don't have we. Had a metric. I mean, to me, it should go down to match quality, probably, unless you want to do. Uh, we may have talked about this in the past, and I apologize. Yeah. I said it would listen to yelling at their 
pod player. Uh, but is there, I don't know, what what should we base it on? Is it like match quality or is it significance? Like given the project, you know what I mean? Probably. I guess Diesel Brett kind of wins in both. Okay, well then, it, then that's easy. Right, because uh, it wins by one in match quality and significance, it's 10 to nine as well. Yeah, okay, we'll put it ahead. I say we just look at both and see. Yeah, that's fine. We can total them, total those two categories. Those are the most important categories. That's it. Rest are just filler. All right, so that finishes 57th. Um, let's move on to our next one then. What do you say? Yeah, I'm on board. So again, yeah. it's Shawn Michaels versus Psycho Sid. Only Psycho Sid is defending this time. And uh, Shawn has the Psycho Sid. Shawn has the flu. Mm. He does. It could be COVID. But they didn't have the test for it. Is he patient uh, zero? 60,477. Pack the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Uh, this is the debut of Jim Ross's 10-gallon hat. He's with uh, the King of Vince McMahon <laughs> at this show. And, yeah, this was really built around, you know, Sean's Jose Lothario's last match. Yes. I don't think Sean wrestled since Survivor Series. I'm pretty sure he was out of action uh, okay. since then. They kind of mimicked what they did the year before with Diesel kind of snapping and going angry and they do that here. So, you know, Sean's pissed after Survivor series. He kind of goes more heel. He kicks the milk toast, you know, baby kissing baby face stuff to the curb. Cause he's angry about it. Uh, but they kind of twist back by the time we get here. Cause they wanted him to be a pure baby face in his hometown. In his hometown. I think they wanted to avoid him doing the, the heelish vibes of diesel from a year earlier, uh, when they got to this point. So, uh, like you mentioned, though, there is a really fun part of the build where Sid attacks poor Pete Lothario with <laughs> power bombs with a table in the back. Uh, that's pretty much the most memorable part of the build, I think. And like you said, Sean comes in. Uh, he had refocused and rehabbed. It's a natural rematch. He's back from the burnout. Again, so this felt very Rocky Three to me. Like, it, you know, he went back and refound himself and retrained. And he's coming back here to win, to beat the... Uh, you know, the dominant champion who crushed him when he was not himself. It's um, Rocky three without the happy ending. Uh, well, yeah, of course that's a happy ending. Are you insane? Uh, really good pop here. It's a big difference from MSG with the vibe. But Sean it's and Jose the complete opposite. Like the complete opposite. That's what's cool about watching back to back is it's just the complete yeah. mirror world. Yeah. And they talk about it. Sean has the flu. Uh, his presence is still great. Like, he's flawless in the role. The crowd buzzes with him. He's got the Texas uh, tights. Yes, yeah, Sean's got the Texas tights. Uh, and this closes out after the Rumble. So, second year in a row, they, they didn't have the Rumble last. Sid shoves Sean to start. Sean smiles and kind of steps to him. He's not rattled or overwhelmed. I thought this was a, a kind of a nod, whether it was directly intended or not, to MSG, where Sean is rattled early. He doesn't feel right. rattled now. He kind of brings the fight right to Sid. His speed love, is on full display. He's flying all around. I love that Sid wears the belt to the ring, too. Yes. Yep. You wouldn't expect a big guy like him to wear it. I just, I, I love it. He just looks like a million bucks. And at the beginning, Vince is like, uh, it's like, oh, Sid has fans in the Alamo Dome as well. Like, where were <laughs> these fans? Um, yeah, it's I, like uh, he's trying to make a point. Did, yeah. Oh, there, it's, it's, it's mixed again. Uh, did it bother you that when Sean was coming to the ring, Lothario had his hand on Sean's lower back the entire walk. He's trying to make sure he walks up right. He's got the flu. He's trying to make sure he survives to the ring. All right. Fair enough. 
He didn't hand him a ginger ale or anything, but, you know, he's, he's trying. <laughs> the man uh, had a heart attack, so. Sean is very aggressive, too. He's not waiting for openings. He's proactively attacking and countering. Yeah. Not like last time where he was trying to just find a find an opening to strike. Um, Bouncing the, his head off the mat, like, right away, like, cross yes. body, and then smashing his head off the mat repeatedly. Like, it's like he get we get the impression that he wants to try to finish him quick. Yes. Uh, Sid crowders across the body with the power stamp, just like Survivor Series, which was cool. Uh, we see Pete Lothario in the crowd. Uh, Sid's working the back, but Sean is quicker in his comebacks. Uh, Nasty Sid uh, with a yeah. powerful camel clutch. Yes, yes. Uh, Sean early. takes a nasty bump over the post to the floor, and that's where the back work comes in. Um, you know, I, I thought the match structure itself is more basic than Survivor Series. Survivor Series, I felt a little bit more off kilter, which was cool. Uh, but this still had some well-done cutoffs. Like, we get the big clothesline again to cut, cut a comeback off. Uh, Sid goes to the bear hog. We see Sean's mom in the crowd. So yeah. this felt much more like a standard big man, little man match. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Michaels have none of the gravitas of Stu and Helen Hart. No, and the ticking <laughs> bottom to you. Yeah, excuse me, yes. And it's a rare win for the hitman over Michaels. He has, he has better parents. Uh, Sean comes hammering back. He has a flurry, kind of pushes through the injured back. Gets into his closing offense, but Sid blocks sweet chin music. Sean takes a great bump to the floor. Sid comes out and powerbombs Sean on the floor, <laughs> the floor yeah. which I didn't remember at all. Like, that was a really good big spot in this match. It's kind of forgotten. Uh, <laughs> he then he then grabs both Lotharios by the throat. The and then Tony Correa comes over and Sid just kicks the shit. He just kicks, <laughs> he kicks him in the him. fucking gut. Knocks <laughs> him out of the way. Uh, He's got both Lotharios in his hands. Like, yeah. in his hands, he's got both of them. and kicks the man away. <laughs> He just, it's so dismissive, too, the kick to Korea. <laughs> Boots him out of the fucking way. Uh, yeah. Sean saves. JR makes a good point. He says Sean's susceptible to concussions, so that power bomb on the floor could have rattled him. Uh, the ref gets bumped. We Now we get the Sid visual pin. He has to choke slam. Uh, but Sean kicks out when a second ref comes in. Sid then hammers the new ref. Kyoto uh, goes all the way across the ring on the punch. <laughs> In a nice callback, though, Sean grabs the camera from the cameraman, smacks Sid, and covers. The ref is slow, so Sid kicks out. So I like that near fall there. Uh, yeah. You know, you figure that's the finish to pay off Survivor Series, but we just get the tease. But then the match ends a moment later with Sweet Chin music. Uh, Sean celebrates. He visits his friends and family and even hugs Vince. In the but his moment. mom doesn't stand up. Everybody's standing in the building except his mom. Yeah, she might have a bad hip. You don't know. Should have been powerbombed. That would have been the best. <laughs> on top of Pete on the table. I'll kill you, <laughs> bitch. So I thought this was solid. Uh, you know, it was never going to replicate Survivor Series. That was lightning in a bottle. It was just like, impossible. Uh, but I thought the work was on point. Both guys have a, a really good natural chemistry with their styles. Sid has this bruising offense. Sean is great at bumping and feeding. And the end really picked up. The power on the floor through the finish was really nice. They paid off Survivor Series with the camera, with Lothario getting involved. Um, you know, this was an obvious change, right? But I thought they did a good enough job to at least work in a couple of teases and some heat to maybe make you think, okay. But it was one of the more obvious ones on our list. I mean, Sean in his hometown, the rematch, like it was very unlikely that, that Sid was winning this match. Uh, yeah. But that said, they it's fine. Like they do a good job. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I enjoyed the match. Like I, I was probably thinking it was going to be worse than it was going in, but mm -hmm. I ended up a six out of 10 for match quality. Yeah, me too, which is 
like a three, right? I, in my mind, it was always more of a two and a half, but I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. What I like about it, too, is it didn't overstay its welcome. Like, they didn't try nope. and drag it out or make it uh, a, cl- a forced classic. It only goes 14 minutes, and I'm sure part of that is because Sean being sick, but uh, it, we didn't need more than that. Like, that was that was enough. Um, yep. It needed to be dragged out. It kept kept it humming without dragging down. For comparison, Fire Series is 20 minutes. But that had a lot more atmosphere and drama and right. gaga around it. So, like, if you're not going to have that, we don't need six minutes inflation of, like, extra bear hugs and chin locks. Right. And there were enough of those in the match as yeah. it was. So, like, the camel clutch was, like, four minutes into the match. And I, I met, at that point, I was like, uh-oh, this is going right. to go south really fast. But they got up and picked it up, so it felt okay. Uh, significance, I went with a three. Like, I guess it gets the belt back on Sean. And it does lead to a very infamous moment um, following. So there's some significance there. Sean wins the second title in his hometown. But, you know, whatever. Not not a ton going on to the title change. I, I guess the net net is you could have, like, yeah, you lose a moment. But if Sean has never lost a belt and keeps it until February, like, you're not really losing a ton. No, uh, I'm at a two for it. Like, you know, uh, same same kind of thing. Like, I, you know, th- the thing is, though, is that it does lead to this fucking madness we're about to get right. for the next month, yes, which is yes. cool. Uh, the moment I went with a five, Sean winning his hometown, like with the camera, with the sweet chin music, the crowd's going crazy. It was a really good pop. So it, it felt right down the middle to me. Yep. That's exactly how I felt. Just a good babyface uh, win. Mm-hmm. Uh, for build, again, I went five here. This includes the Pete Lothario assault. Uh, Sean being pissed off from Survivor Series and all that that goes with it. So there's definitely a lot of uh, good stuff baked in here um, into the build. But it was nothing that was super over the top. Like, you know, if you're not the Sid Mark or Mark of this era like you and I are, I don't know if you remember Pete Lothary, you know, like it stands out to us. But I don't think there's anything super significant about the build unless you just dialed in at the time period. Yeah, I just don't remember anybody's family member ever getting beaten up before this. Like, I mean, I'm sure it happened, but, like, this is just some guy's son. Not even the wrestler's son. Like, his manager's son who was backstage getting destroyed. So, it'll always have a place in my heart. Uh, All right. Aftermath. I went with a uh, three on this. It, uh, again, like, it's it's short. Sean forfeits with in weeks like he doesn't really do much as champion following this yeah it wasn't even planned like it does lead to some big stuff but it's you know the title reign itself is is pretty forgettable i mean it doesn't do anything during it yeah i think it just it just depends on how much you factor him uh vacating like i'm at a four i went a bit higher but it's like him vacating kind of changes everything about the promotion for the next two months Right. Like it completely changes WrestleMania. It gives us probably the greatest WWF match or one of the greatest WWF matches ever as a consequence. Like it really has kind of further reaching implications than I would have thought. Uh, So that's why I went a four. Okay. But a lot of that happens after the next title change. You know what I mean? Right. But that's what I'm saying is that like it's a consequence of him forfeiting. Right. right? Which I, I mean, we're not. We don't really count that. The next title change we're going to do is Final Four, right? Right. Uh, yeah. So it's like him forfeiting for me seems to be part of this one, which is why I factor it. Right. Right. All right. So that gives us a total grade of forty-four. We both thought this was very obvious as a title change. The last one yes. we did not. So pretty good balance there. 
so at 44, Aaron, where does that slot? It looks like it's tied with Diesel Bob Backlund, which is pretty funny. But I mean, I guess I can see some similarities. Like the Diesel Backlund is not much of a match, but there's so much goes into the moment and the hype and all that. Whereas so this was a, this has averaged everything out. So it's it's tied with Diesel Backlund and Hogan Slaughter. Okay, so let's look at the totals. So if you add up match quality and significance for Sean Sid, we're at 17. Yeah. Diesel Backlund is at 18, which is funny. Yeah. Uh, and Hogan Slaughter is at 19. 19. So. But we but we put Diesel Backlund ahead. So I'm guessing that we set the standard, meaning that in, that significance. significance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, well, significance then, this would be still be last. Yeah, it's, I, I think we probably, like, it, I mean, if we wanted to, we go significance one and then match quality second. Okay, so this is actually tied with Hogan Slaughter and significance, but Hogan Slaughter is a better match. Yeah. Oh, that means then out of 31 uh, that we've ranked so far, uh, Shawn Michaels Sid from the 97 Royal Rumble finishes 19th. Okay. I, not not crazy, like. No, no, it's about what you expect, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so should we run down our top ten before we get out of here? Uh, I don't see why we wouldn't do that. All right. Well, let me tell you who number ten is because number okay. ten is Shawn Michaels versus Psycho <laughs> Sid from Madison Square Garden <laughs> with okay. a total of fifty-seven uh, points. Right above it is the one it was tied with at fifty-seven, but got the tiebreaker, and that is Bret Hart versus Diesel from Sorry Number Series eight. Ninety-five. Bret Hart, number eight, Bret Hart versus Yokozuna, WrestleMania 10, with 63 points. Uh, but that Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania 6 with 67 points. Tied with that at 67, but higher significance, is Randy Savage versus Ted DiBiase from WrestleMania 4. Okay, above that, Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage from WrestleMania 5 with 69 total points. Four, Randy Savage versus Ric Flair from WrestleMania 8, 72 points. Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant from the main event in February of 1988 with 75 points is our third place. Hulk Hogan versus the Iron Sheik from the January 84 Madison Square Garden show with 76 points. And our number one match, the Royal Rumble match from 1992 Royal Rumble, 78 total points. Yeah, so, uh, you know, cool to have a new show in the top 10. Uh, but mm-hmm. bounced out of the top 10 was Bret Hart and Bob Backlund from the Survivor Series. And I think these three matches all, I mean, it's Survivor Series three in a row, right? And they all feel right. very similar to me. Uh, similar type build, similar type, kind of surprising title change. Maybe Bret Diesel wasn't too much of a surprise, but all three had really strong match quality, but not that important historically either. So they all kind of led to like whatever reigns following. So I think there's good similarities in the way they booked these three straight Survivor Series title changes. Right. Uh, we'll have another one uh, soon. <laughs> Again, we'll see if it slots in with those, but something <laughs> tells me it might be a little bit higher. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> that one has some ramifications, so. Uh, and still nothing kind of closing in on the top, but I've been thinking a lot about it, and I think we got one coming up very soon that we're sleeping on as a okay. as a number one contender. All right. It's exciting. We'll get to it. Mm. All right. So that'll do it. Be sure to check out everything here at the North South Connection. We appreciate your patronage. We appreciate your sharing uh, this around, leading us a rating and a review, and just and listening to everything we have to offer. 
Uh, without you guys, really, this would all be aimless and pointless. So thank you so much for listening. The Dookie has been dropped. We'll talk to you in two weeks' time. See you, jackass. <laughs>